Hey everyone, we are here today, Dave Therry and New Hope Radio. Got a good topic for you today, end times events. The Mark of the Beast has a lot of uh, interest by people and uh, a lot of controversy as well. You're listening to us on 1590 AM, 92.7 FM, New Hope Live, YouTube or Facebook. And don't forget later on the Hope Club podcast. We're in a series entitled Bible Basics. And how could it be complete without touching on some of the end times events that are going to happen in human history? Last time together we talked about the Antichrist. What do we note about him? Well, the word Antichrist, it means anything opposed to God. Antichrist is a person, but more than a person. It's a spirit of doctrine. Oh, but when that person comes, the Antichrist, he's going to be the devil's darling. He's going to be a world leader. Oh, yes, he is. He's going to deny the Christ. He's going to set himself up like Christ. (laughs) He's going to say, I'm the real Jesus. Worship me. Wow. Talk about somebody that's out of touch with reality. That's the Antichrist. He'll be out of touch, but he'll be worshipped and admired by the whole world. There's a good chance that he'll be Jewish as well. What do you think of that? And the whole world, as I said, will wonder after him. He will have the admiration of all people that don't believe in God. Now, that's a lot. You know, even right now, most people don't believe in God. The God that we know. They don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Most people, we're in the minority. And they think we're all nuts. But that's okay. We don't mind. Because we, we know the truth. And we noted that the, the Antichrist, you know, he's going to deceive the whole world. Oh, yeah. He's going to fool them all. And that's why we noted the Bereans back in the book of Acts. They knew how to protect themselves from false teachings and deceptions. And we noted four things about the Bereans. Number one, they heard the word in the synagogue. They went to church. Because that's where you hear the word of God, in church. They received it with readiness of mind. I like that part. See, when you go to church to hear the word of God, be ready to hear God. Don't go ready with some type of, don't go to church with an attitude. Go ready to hear God tell you something that you need to hear. Maybe that you didn't know or something that you need to do or not do. The Bereans were like that. God, talk to us. Thirdly, they searched the scriptures to prove what they were being taught. Even though the apostle Paul taught them, they said, well, we're going to go compare scripture with scripture and make sure this guy is on the money. So everybody has a personal responsibility to make sure what they're receiving is true. And fourthly, they received the word daily. 
And that's why we live in an age when there's so much technology. You can listen to the Word of God daily. It's on TV. It's on the radio. It's on podcasts. It's in books. It's on CDs. You name it. DVDs. Wherever you go, you can find the Word of God. So there's no excuse to be dumb. There really isn't. If someone's dumb biblically, it's their own fault. Because there are a lot of ways to receive God's Word. So in our time together, we're going to look at what I call the end times passport, commonly known as the mark of the beast. Now we find that in Revelation 13, this is why I call it the end times passport. If you, get, if you want to get around in life, you got to have the mark of the beast. Revelation 13, 16. And he causes, this is the Antichrist. He causes all, the small and the great, and the rich and the poor, and the free men and the slaves, to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And he provides that no one, did you get that? No one will be able to buy or to sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Wow, this is going to be a very controlling factor in the end times. I believe it takes place during the Great Tribulation. It's a seven-year period. First three and a half years, false peace. People will say, oh, this is good. What's the problem? In the three and a half years, look out. All chaos breaks loose. What is this mark? People have been talking about it for years. I can tell you something about it, but not everything. Let's take a look at the profile of the mark of the beast. Number one, it knows no partiality. Everybody's got to get it. Rich or poor, big or little, slave or free, you name it. If you want to buy something, if you want to sell something, you got to have the mark. Okay? Secondly, the Bible says it's a mark that is given. It's in what is called the subjunctive mood. The subjunctive mood is the mood of choice. It's not forced on people. In a way it is, but you have a choice. You can say, no, I don't want it, but then you can't buy or sell. If you say, yes, I'll take it, then you get it, and you can go to work, you can conduct business, you can buy food, you can buy medicine. Okay? You know, thirdly, the mocking of an animal or the mocking of anything was a common practice in the ancient days. People would mock a slave they would mock an animal as belonging to someone. So I want you to think of this mock of the beast, mocking out people as belonging to the system, Satan's system, the system of the Antichrist in the end times. Fourthly, official documents were stamped with a seal to show authenticity. So when you had the mock of the beast, you were authentic. You were mocked out as belonging to the system of the world, the system of the Antichrist. You know, the Apostle Paul said something. He said in Galatians 
He said, listen, from now on, let no one cause trouble for me, for I bear on my body the brand marks of Jesus. Oh, he had brand marks, but it was a commitment to Christ. His brand marks show that he belonged to Christ. What do you think his brand marks were? I think they were all the whippings that he received, the stonings that he received. Oh, he was beat up. His body was mocked because he was a follower and a disciple of Christ. Number six, devotees mocked themselves with the names of their gods in the ancient days. Okay? Number seven, in Revelation 7-3, an angel cried out in the great tribulation, Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the bondservants of our God on their foreheads. So even God's people in the Great Tribulation will have some kind of mark upon them. Isn't that interesting? The devil's people, people that worship Satan, will have a mark, and those that worship God will have a mark. So let's get back to Revelation thirteen sixteen. It's to be given, people will be given a mark on their right hand, or on their forehead. Now, mock usually is translated brand or burn. On their right hand, the right hand speaks of power. The forehead speaks of affection. Now, what kind of a mock will this be? We don't know if it's a literal mock, a visible mock, a symbolic mock. Don't forget, they didn't have the technology in those days that we have today. Today, you can put a mock on your skin and you can only see it under a certain light. Could that be it? I don't know. Maybe. Right? I know that there are companies right now that are mocking their people and you can get a chip, right? People talk about the chip and the chip can conduct business. You can put your, if you've got the chip in your hand, you can wave it in front of a particular vending machine and it will charge your account and spit out whatever it is you bought. (laughs) How about that? That makes sense, doesn't it? People say, I like that. I go for that. Even today, Jewish men wear a small leather box on either their hand or their head with scriptures inside called phylacteries. Okay, so what's in these phylacteries? Well, they represent the letters Shin, Daleth, and Yod, Together they form the name Shaddai. So there's a lot of significance here to the mocking on the hand or on the head. Just remember the right hand speaks of power. The forehead speaks of affection. Verse 17, he provides that no one will be able to buy or to sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, think about this. You cannot shop at a store if you don't have the mark. You cannot conduct any kind of business. You can't buy food. You can't buy medicine. You cannot have any financial transactions or business dealings at all, without the mock. And because the mock is a sign of allegiance, 
those saved in the Great Tribulation will be in dire straits. You know why? Because they're not going to get the mark. They're not. That there are people in the Great Tribulation that finally got saved. Ain't that a kicker? They could have got saved before the Tribulation, but they didn't. They didn't believe. They didn't accept what people were telling them. But then in the Tribulation, they remembered, "Uh uh-oh, it's true. And they figured it out. Now, they're like, I'm not getting the mark. And Jesus talked about these people in Matthew 25. This is why Jesus said in Matthew 25, 35, I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison. And you came to me. Who's Jesus talking about? He's talking about people that got saved in the tribulation. And they refused to get the mark of the beast. And they couldn't buy food. They couldn't eat. They couldn't drink. But yet, there were others that took them in and helped them. These were Christians that went to prison. And there were those that visited them. That's why Jesus could say, if you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. He's talking about the period of the Great Tribulation when Christianity goes underground. And it's actually illegal to be a Christian. Imagine that. It's against the law to be a follower of Christ. Now, in some countries, it's like that today. Right? Imagine... The whole world will be like that one day. The whole world. That's why today is the day of salvation. Oh, if the rapture came today, and those that rejected Christ went into the tribulation, many of them would have second thoughts and say, Ooh, I should have had a V8. I should have listened. Now I see that it's all true. And now they get saved, but it's going to be very difficult to live and the tribulation as a Christian, because you're not getting the mark of the beast. Here's what the the mark of the beast is not. It is not the COVID vaccine, okay? We know that that vaccine is being forced on all kinds of people. I know people that have lost their jobs because they refused to get the vaccine for personal reasons, and they lost their jobs. But the COVID vaccine is not the mark of the beast, of the beast. Because I believe the mark of the beast is a sign of allegiance. It's a sign of allegiance to Satan. Now, is it an implanted chip? Many say yes. Some say no. I say it's all speculation. I don't, I don't affirm things that I don't concretely believe to be true. So I don't know. I can only say it's speculation. The, does the chip make sense? Yeah, of course it makes sense. That people can easily do business transactions. How convenient not to have to carry cash or credit cards, things like that. Do you think a uh, digital currency will play into that? 
You know, your digital currency currency can be turned off and turned on. It's under the control. It will be under the control of the government. You know, they've done that. They've shut down people's bank accounts. They did it in China. They shut down their accounts. And people didn't have access to their money. Where they had digital, they even did it with all accounts. So, hey, it's a crazy time we're entering into. Will people receive the mock as a form of rejecting Christ? We don't, See, all I know is this. All I know is what I figured out from the Word of God. And the Word of God says, you can't buy or sell. It's a mandate from the Antichrist. And it seems like knowledgeable Christians will refuse the mock. Others will receive it. And it is a sign of being allegiant to the, to the world system. That's all I can figure out. What does 666 mean? 666 mean? What does it mean? Well, verse 18 says, Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. The number is that of a man, and his number is 666. All kinds of speculations have been made regarding who that is. 666 was the symbol of the ancient pagan mysteries connected with the worship of the devil. Today, it is the connecting link to modern spiritualism called theosophy. Okay? And um, the efforts of the enemy are now directed toward a uniting the whole world together, including the churches. This would be the great apostasy, the falling away. And for true Christians, the key word is separation, to be separated from the system of the world, okay? To be separated from other religions. Satan is going to create a one-world religion, a one-world economy, and a one-world government. And true blood-bought believers will have nothing to do with any of that. Okay? Nothing to do with it. So we know God's number for grace is five. So when I think of the number six, the number six is superseded by the corruption of man. Hmm. Man was created on the sixth day. So, it has to do with man's system superseding God's system. Okay? It's it's the triple mark of culmination of man's opposition to God. Man will oppose God by creating his own one-world unified government, which God destroyed at the Tower of Babel, He's going to have his one-world religion. People will all worship the Antichrist, the false Christ, and there'll be a one-world currency. And, you know, there are world leaders right now talking about a one-world currency. It'll make it so much easier to trade between nations. What will happen with the American dollar? 
I don't know. I think it'll be devalued. They could say your dollar is now worth 30 cents. So cash it in and go go get your 30 cents on the dollar. It's going to be a crazy time. Three men stand out in the Bible as being branded with this opposition to God. Number one, Goliath. Goliath was six cubits tall. He had six pieces of armor and a spearhead that weighed 600 shekels. First hmm. Samuel 17. 666. 666. Nebuchadnezzar's image, 60 cubits high, 6 cubits wide, Daniel 3. Antichrist, his number was 666. All of these individuals were in rebellion against God. So as you can see, the period of the Great Tribulation will be the worst time human history has ever seen. And John said it. John said, if you took all the heartache and the suffering of all human history and wrapped it up into the period of the Great Tribulation, the suffering of human history will not equal the suffering and the Great Tribulation. It will be worse. It's the ultimate of man's rebellion against God, led by Satan himself. Didn't John say, people will call out, And instead of repenting, they're going to say, the mountains and the rocks fall upon us and hide us from the wrath of him who is to come. Is it any wonder that the Bible closes with the book of Revelation in verse 22? Verse 20, it says, He who testifies to to these things says, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. And then John said, The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Amen. So, rather than try to figure out, which is not my calling, who was the Antichrist? What does exactly that number mean? The most important thing is preparation. And how do you prepare? You know how you prepare? You receive the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's how. You get to know God. Why wait around? I've got a little booklet that I wrote. It's called When I Disappear. And it's written for those that say no to Christ. If you want it, I'll send it to you for nothing. And you you know what you do? You give it to Christ rejectors. You give it to unbelievers. And it explains very briefly. It's a little tiny booklet. You read it in like two minutes and 20 seconds. And it explains the rapture and what's going to happen and how people will be left on the earth. And maybe at that point they'll say, wow, you know what? My friend told me about this and now it happened and I'm experiencing it. And that might be the basis of their salvation. And yeah, They'll go through the tribulation, but at least they'll get to heaven. At least they'll be saved. If you want the little booklet, call us at New Hope, write to us, whatever. Contact us, email us, figure it out, you'll find us. Say, I want the little booklet when I disappear. Maybe you want a few. Give them to your friends. I gave them to my friends that don't believe. 
I got friends that don't believe. And it's a heartache, you know, when you have friends that don't believe. Because you know what waits for them. And you know what they could have while they're alive on the earth. They could have a beautiful relationship with God. They could have the assurance of heaven. They could have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. They could have the wisdom of God's Word. They could have the fellowship of other believers. But they don't want it. They're missing out. You know what they're missing out on when you're a Christian. And your heart aches for them. And breaks for them. And you wish they were just in humility. Say yes to Christ. And have all the wonderful things that we have and that we experience on a daily basis. So we pray for them. We hope their eyes would be open. But for those that are set in their ways, you can give them that little booklet, When I Disappear, and it'll show them, Oh, you were right. They should have listened, but they didn't. But it's not too late. Hey, they might not even read it until you do (laughs) disappear. They call you up one day and you don't answer. They come to your house and no one's home and the door's unlocked and the cats and the dogs and the parakeet needs to be fed. But you're nowhere to be found. You're not there. Why? Because you disappeared. And it, it might all begin to click for them at that point. Because we don't want anybody to go through the Great Tribulation, and we especially don't want them to receive the mark of the beast. You know, he's not called a beast for nothing. He's a beast, all right. And he's all for himself. And he's not for humankind. You can catch this message again if you want to. I don't know how good a job I did with it. Not that great. It's better, but it's all I know. But you can go to the Hope Club podcast. Check it again. It's called The Mark of the Beast. There's a lot of good material out there. I'd look it up. Go look for it. It'll help you. The point is, get Christ in your life. That's the important thing. Get Christ in your life. Walk with Him every day. And let's help spread the word. Hey, remember, we're in 31 countries, over 5,000 downloads last year of this program. So go to newhoperadio.live. Click the menu bar, fill out the information. Give us $3 a week, we'll send you an email devotional Monday through Friday. Let's circulate the globe with the Hope Club podcast.